0: Hey, this is Rick. I'm a social worker and a combat veteran, and welcome to Warriors Respite. Um, so, basically, today is Father's Day, and I want to talk about um, acceptance, and being a father is all about accept- acceptance, especially if you're like me, who is a father of a young lady. Um, so I want to tell a story about one of my first memories, and I was probably four years old and I was um, going fishing with my biological father, who I don't really talk to anymore. And um, which, is, which is kind of a sad message on Father's Day, <laughs> but um, he was taking me fishing in Wilmington, Illinois. Uh, There was this uh, little crick that we were fishing in. And the first fish I caught was a bluegill. And, or maybe it was a, I think it was a largemouth bass, actually. So the first fish I caught was actually a bass. Um, I've caught lots of bluegill in my lifetime. But, um, so... I, I went to reach out to grab the fish and pull it off the line, but its scales pricked my hands. Um, it's gills, anyways, and it shocked me. So I dropped the fish and I said, hey, Dad, can you take the fish off the line? And he said, No, you can do it. And I said, No, I don't want to do it because it's it's scaring me. You know, I was four years old. And my father uh told me, you know, be a man and, and do it. And I wouldn't do it. Uh, I was scared. I was hopeless. And he started saying, you know, either take it off the hook or, or, or it's going to die. And then he turned around and walked away. Like he was angry that I wouldn't take it off the hook. He didn't work with me on it. He, it was kind of tough love. And, uh, I sat there and watched the fish flop and flop and flop until it took its last breath. It wasn't flopping anymore. And that was my first interaction with death when I was three or four years old. And it, it's something that's always stuck with me. Um, But acceptance is very important when it comes to grievances, when it comes to loss. And I can tell you that a lot of addiction and a lot of trauma has to do with loss, especially if you witness the loss. It could be the death of a family member. It could be... Uh, death of a friend or it could be loss of a marriage or my my partner cheated on me or uh, you know I, hell, I, I, I had to throw my old shoes away um, I know some of these things seem petty but the fact of the matter is it all still affects us in some way and I think it's important for us to acknowledge that it, that these things affect us doesn't mean that it causes trauma or is going to cause substance abuse, but it can affect us in small ways, large ways, what have you. Um, So Father's Day tends to bring complex emotions for a lot of us, especially unresolved issues with our fathers. Um, That's where forgiveness is important when it comes to Father's Day. Forgiveness is definitely important for all of us. Uh first of all, forgiveness of others. Uh when I uh, there's this I'm in Terre Haute, Indiana and there's this museum called Candles and there is this woman that ran it for many years. She was a Jewish woman who was in the Holocaust and um, she was a victim of Dr. Maglia, uh the angel of death, when she was 10 years old. Uh, she lived in Romania and her parents knew that the, the, the Germans were coming, the Nazis were coming and her uncle left, but her family did not leave and the Germans came and, Separated her and her family from her family, except for her and her twin. Her twin was her and her twin were tested on with drugs by the, uh, the angel of death. And it was, you know, I think I don't know how long before, like a year or something like that, before the Russians came in and saved them. And so. She lived for many years with this pain. It wasn't until uh, 1979, I believe, when she saw that there was a uh, a show being advertised about the Holocaust on CBS. I believe it was CBS, one of the major networks. And she called up the network, and she was asking questions. And they asked, "Well, why are you asking so many questions?" And she said, "Well, I was part of the Holocaust." And um, And she was brought on TV and interviewed. She was an interesting woman. She learned how to speak English. She lived with a farm. She was married to a pharmacist here in town. And she learned how to speak English by watching soap operas. Uh, She talked about how she uh, spent many years. Seemed like probably 30 years, 30, 40 years before she even spoke about the traumas of the Holocaust and the kids used to make fun of her and throw seeds at her windows and stuff because she was so, because her trauma or PTSD had her acting um, irrationally and, and she did not get proper treatment for that. And she, you know, uh, coincidentally, I guess she didn't do well with therapists, but she did learn to forgive. And she discussed um, that she had to forgive her parents for allowing them to be taken by the German army. She had to forgive the Nazis. She had to forgive the angel of death, although she wished that he would have been caught. But she had to forgive Dr. Maglia and it wasn't for many years up until before she died that she forgave hitler and i know there is a uh person there that believes she never forgave hitler but she said it herself that she forgave hitler and so she talked about how forget because there she she received many uh much hate from the Jewish population for forgiving the Nazis, forgiving the Nazis and Manglian. She said, I'm not doing it for them, I'm doing it for myself. And that's acceptance. Accepting the pain she was put through. Accepting the loss of her family. She had to dig down deep inside and find that pain. And I think if a victim of the Holocaust can forgive the Nazis, I think any of us can forgive our aggressors. And we don't do it for our aggressors because I think we feel like we're making light of it or we're letting them off the hook. No, because what's happening when you don't forgive and accept is you're just suffering. No one else is suffering but you. They're taking up room inside your head. Now, does that mean that you're going to feel good all the time if you forgive? No, but you might feel better, but it's a process. It's a process to forgive and it's a process to accept. Just like I've had to forgive my father for the minor, Inconvenience compared to the Holocaust. But here's the thing about trauma and grief is it all affects us. And we shouldn't compare ourselves, uh, our trauma, to someone else's trauma. It all affects us. Yes, I think it's important for us to compare, for us to be grateful for what we have. Like when my daughter starts complaining that she doesn't like her parents and they're not giving her what she wants. I pull her in front of a computer screen and pull up pictures of little Ethiopian children. I think that's where comparison is good because then she can see that no matter what her problem is, she was born in the greatest country in the world, the most freest country in the world. And no matter how bad her situation is, it's never going to be as bad as an Ethiopian child starving and eating dirt. Um, and so in order for us to go forward with our journeys, we have to be able to accept. To accept the things. We got to forgive the bully in school. We got to forgive the people who wronged us. And we have to accept where we're at now. I think a lot of times, a lot of my patients say that they effed up. And they could have done better when they're young. Me too. Because I was in the Army for 14 years. I should have retired in the Army. Uh, I was in the National Guard, as the active duty might call it, the nasty girls. But hey, I did a combat tour. I might have not been the best soldier. I don't know. I'm a better healer than a killer, but I have to forgive myself for not finishing what I started there. I have to forgive myself for the stupid things that I've done, for not saving up the money that I should have saved and said I spent it partying. And this is a good message to the younger generation stop partying. Not I mean not saying, you know, don't have fun, but save up some money. Save up some of your money. Learn how to save. Um but I have to accept those things and learn from the past. What did I do wrong and what can I do better right now? Now this is a big issue when it comes to substance abuse and people who um keep relapsing because not only do I feel guilty about neglecting my children, losing them to DCS, all the stupid stuff that I've done while on drugs or drinking, now I'm beating myself up for relapsing. I got news for you. We are going to screw up. You can't sit there and hold on to that pain and hold on to those screw ups. We have to take a step back, look at what went wrong and learn from it. We're not looking for huge changes. We're looking for incremental changes. We're looking for small changes and those small changes eventually add up. Sure, sometimes people have big changes. I think you gotta dig down deep. I think you gotta learn some discipline, but. We're going to screw up sometimes. And at some point, we have to learn from those screw-ups instead of dwelling on those screw-ups. Because what? how is dwelling on the past serving me right now? How is dwelling on the people I haven't forgiven that have wronged me, how is that serving me? We're holding on to that pain. We need to accept and forgive and if we want to move forward, if we want to reach our goals. That's why I talk about being stuck, being stuck in the past when you're really in the present. Uh, acceptance doesn't mean dismissing or condoning hurtful action. It involves acknowledging the truth of experiences and the impact they've had on us. And it's about releasing the resentment and anger that may have built up over time and choosing to move forward with forgiveness and compassion. So this Father's Day, let's explore a few ways we can practice acceptance in our relationships with our fathers. Um, first, it's crucial to approach relationships with an open heart and willingness to understand their perspective willingness is key we have to put ourselves in their shoes we may gain insights into their own struggles and fears and limitations so when people wrong us we got to understand other people have traumas we affect other people other people affect us And it's important to know, hey, my parents grew up in a substance abusing uh, relationship with their parents or a traumatic relationship with their parents or stuff like that. Or they went through some traumatic situations. (coughs) Excuse me. It's important to look into the facts of what's going on with other people. Communication plays a vital role in fostering acceptance and healing. Expressing our feelings, concerns, and desires to our parents and the people that wronged us in a calm and respectful manner allows for honest dialogue and the potential for resolution. And sometimes people do not want to resolve. In fact, you may not even have to Interact with people to accept things. Um, But I know sometimes maybe it's with your parents or siblings or friends. They will not resolve the situation. They're the ones holding on to it. Just know that it's a two-way street. All you can do is listen and understand. And for God's sake, take full... Um uh, responsibility for your side and things, but not for their side and things. there needs to be boundaries. They might be putting things on you. You need to push it back on them. Nope, that's not me. You take responsibility for your side of things, but if they don't want to forgive, if they don't want to accept, and if they don't want to make amends, that's on them. You don't need to worry about that. Let them suffer. Let them be non-accepting, but you don't have to hurt. So, um, it also includes accepting imperfections. I know I see a lot of people that are perfectionists, and what I mean by that is people who think that if it's not perfect, Then it isn't good And the fact of the matter is Nothing is perfect (laughs) And so I get people that don't realize it But they're looking for the perfect solution The perfect situation And we need to realize That maybe perfect don't exist And I think that's important For us to take a step back and ask ourselves, are we trying to be perfect? Are we trying to make the situation perfect? Because if we are, then we're suffering. We're not accepting that it's not perfect. And here's the thing about that. Not only do you have to accept that things aren't perfect, you have to accept that you have painful emotions. Our emotions heal differently than physical wounds. We have to acknowledge and accept our emotions for them to heal. And it might not be a take as fast as we want to. Um, we have to be vulnerable. We have to be willing. But we have to work on letting go. Um. Anyways. I think that's good for today. And I appreciate you. Joining me today. And uh, I hope you'll join me again next time. And I'll see you again soon. And uh, stay mangled and Strangled. In peace. (music)